0: Welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast, now in uh, 24 flavors. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt.
1: And we're here again after our only break ever.
0: Oh, it sure didn't seem like we took a break. It seems... It feels
1: like it's been a hundred years since we did this. It
0: seems like we just did this yesterday and also it's been a hundred years.
1: Well, either way, we're here and we're back with more situation for everyone.
0: Thank you for bearing with us on our week off. Um, we've never taken a week off ever, uh, and so if that was a problem, I—I I guess we're back now. And and,
1: and the f- one before was not the one before was twice as long anyway, so we made up for it. Yeah. So it was only fair.
0: Well, we are now into. The, uh, the second hundreds.
1: The second century.
0: The second, yeah. It's
1: the second century for the situation. Second centuation. Woo!
0: Cilantro salami from Cincinnati. Salsa soup? Cilantro salad? There, you knew the bit. I, I didn't know it. Ivy, what's been going on this last two weeks?
1: Um, a handful of things. For right now, it's my birthday weekend. Woo! woo, Party time! Uh, we went out to dinner with my family last night. We went to George's, got burgers. Everybody was happy and merry. We had a good time. Uh, got some nice gifts from people. Uh, the thing worth mentioning is that when I was opening the box that Miley and Kay sent me, I sliced my finger open on the scissors. So that was good. And the best thing about that is I was taking a video of myself opening the box, so I have it on film. Uh, it's not gross, because you can't see it, it's like my hand that's farther from the camera, but you can see me say a bad word and throw the scissors on the floor. So, <laughs> uh, I didn't send it to them, but I do have it. Uh, so that was funny. Uh, it was totally fine, it was one of those things that just, like, it just bled a lot because it's basically a paper cut. It was just like, the scissors just sliced barely under like one layer of skin. So it didn't even hurt that bad. It was just like, I'm bleeding immediately. And then you just have to, you know, stop it up. But, yeah, everybody has been very lovely to me. I haven't had Matt's gift yet. And... It's here. I'm
0: sure that information will come
1: soon on what it is. Because I've been told that it's very good.
0: I... I, I'm... You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, and I think you're going to love it, but I just, I can't accept that in my mind. Why
1: would I hate it? I, I don't. hate anything you got. I, me. I. Except for I had a dream once that you gave me a ring, and instead of it being, like, a diamond, it was, like, little painted scenes of, like, Dutch hillsides, <laughs> and you were so excited about it, because you're like, it's vintage and it's so cool, and I was like, yeah awesome i hated it so much but i even then i pretended i liked it in my dream when i, I didn't have to
0: i just everyone has hated every gift i've ever given them that is and absolutely they're just not too true. nice to tell me
1: you've gotten me so many good gifts you're so good at it and you always say you're not you're actually really good at gift giving i don't think so well you are think about every time you give me a thing you got me all first 100 episodes of SpongeBob, and I lost my mind. You got me mooncake. You got me my cat tattoo. You got me the Trogdor game. I guess so. They're all good.
0: I I'd like to add the caveat that most of those are like last-minute panic, like oh no, I need to get something.
1: No, they were all good. Okay. Every single I've, one.
0: I've had this. I've had this one planned out for a bit. So.
1: Okay. When, when are you going to let me open it?
0: Uh, whenever you want to open it, Ivy.
1: Well, what I'm going to say next is that we're getting up tomorrow morning and we're going to drive up and go to a beach on Lake Erie because I need the beach in my soul and it's my birthday, so I said <laughs> we're going to the beach.
0: It's Ivy's birthday, so I can't say no.
1: So maybe we should do that tonight okay. since you'll be a mess in the morning tomorrow, I'm sure. How, how
0: dare you, ma'am.
1: I've only known you for, like, ten years. I'm a
0: lovely person in the morning. Thank you very much. No.
1: (laughs) I've never seen it. Not even on Christmas. You wake up and you're like, on, like, the best days of the year. So tomorrow when it's, like, just another day, basically. I don't know about that. So maybe when we're done, we'll just... Who's out in my hallway? People in my hallway? More likely than you think. Um, besides that, I had some family things going on for a little while, but we went to a cookout the last weekend. It's sort of like the one side of my family's yearly get-together. I haven't been able to go for a couple years just because of college, and I don't even know what was happening. Maybe we were on vacation last year or something when it was. Um, must have had something. But anyway, uh, I have family that live up northish, and they have a real nice Backyard and everything, and they invite us over for a cookout, and that was a good time. We watched everybody play kickball, which I didn't play because there were, like, four, like, nine-year-old boys playing. Nope. No, it wasn't kickball. Did I say kickball? It was wiffle ball. Oh. Are you... Are we still going? Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm just, Um, uh...
0: I gotta find out something.
1: Okay. Um, they were playing wiffle ball, which I knew that those... Whichever of those little boys was on my team was just gonna scream at me the whole time. And be too competitive, and I didn't, I wouldn't know what to do. When to run and when to not, and I'm bad at hitting. I'm bad at all things that are hand sports, throwing and catching and hitting. I can't do any of those. So I just watched, and my dad played, and so that was fun. But then afterwards, we found a soccer ball and kicked it around for a long time. And my legs were still sore, but it was really fun. And I didn't have any shoes on, but it turned out okay. Didn't break any toes, so that's how you know it was a success. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun day. Um... Are you going to talk about DCI?
0: I figured we could jointly talk about it.
1: So we got tickets to the Drum Corps show that they have in Akron right before finals every year. If you're not familiar with Drum Corps, uh, you're going to have to watch a video because it's not going to make any sense to you.
0: I'll I'll raise you one that you just have to go to a show (laughs) uh, because it doesn't translate entirely the greatest.
1: Fair, fair point. Like, you don't get the full experience, but anyway, right. the point is that it's a competitive marching band, basically, uh, with horns and percussion and, and color
0: guard. Their tagline has always been, um, Marching Music's Major League.
1: Ah, yeah, see, there you go.
0: That's, that's exactly, like, think about how fun it is uh, watching a high school football game versus watching, like, I was going to say the Browns, but not the Browns, um, a really good, <laughs> uh, like, professional football team, uh, yeah. and, and that's what it's like.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, the halftime show, but but Is cooler. a the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, it's the type of marching band we used to do, so we like to go watch it, and all the good groups pretty much were coming, uh, and it was basically in our backyard. So we got some tickets a few weeks ago, we met Matt's mom and sister, and my brother came up, and we all went and we we're sitting pretty darn close which i didn't really think about when i bought the tickets because when you sit up higher you can see like the the formations that they're marching uh, better, but when you're down close, it's like the sound is right in your face, and also I can see the marimbas and stuff, so yeah. I
0: like that too. I was gonna say there's definitely trade offs. Having sat in both places, yeah, there there are <clears throat> things I like about sitting up higher. You get a lot more if there's like some sort of story going on. It's you can easier see it all. to follow just because there's a narrower, narrower, narrower range of vision that you have to keep track of. Yeah. Um, I prefer sitting up close because you get the face melting <laughs> gut curdling volume yeah is is what I enjoy
1: I'm glad I bought those tickets, I guess that I was worried that you were disappointed no, those were I like, didn't think about it until we sat down. I was like, oh, we can't see no
0: no i I will t- listen if it's if it's like, oh, you can see the neat shapes or you can have your skin peeling i'm I'd, you know <laughs> take my skin, yeah.
1: I'm sorry for my raspy voice.
0: I would sit on the field if they would let me.
1: <laughs> uh, that's only the percussion judge is allowed to be on the field. Haha, ha, funny joke for only people who understand. For three of you out there. Well,
0: I'll just have to get that <laughs> gig then.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not hard. You just got to put your face in everybody's business.
0: I, no, I would just, here's, I'm way too biased, though. <laughs> like, that would, I would not be a good judge. Of anything, no marching-wise
1: or percussion. You mean?
0: Oh, for percussion, absolutely, totally.
1: What do you mean? Like, what kind of things would you say?
0: Um, like one. Why don't the vibes have the little flaps in it it anymore? That's (laughs) really disappointing. (laughs) That's really disappointing. Uh, Also, everyone, every pit gets immediate props if they bring a timpani. I was so excited. Who was the first one? Blue Knights? Uh, No, I'm
1: I'm forgetting. But probably it was
0: was either Blue Knights or
1: it was one of the first.
0: um, Carolina Crown, I think.
1: I think it was earlier than that.
0: Was it? It must have been Blue Knights. Maybe. But yeah, they brought out a Timpani, and I was like, "Yay!" Because
1: they're such a pain in the butt to drag around. Because you basically have to get them their own trailer. Yeah. Like.
0: And they Some also kind of flat they also or, go out of tune if you look at them. Yeah. So I can't imagine that. That's we were laughing because um... who was uh, was it? Boston. I think it was Boston Crusaders were coming up after the break, and so they had a little more time.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was Carolina Crown because they had the it set sideways. There's was uh, when they had the pit out in the field like that. Yes. know that was Carolina.
1: Yes. So right.
0: they like they have extra time because it's like. Between the breaks, so they're out setting up, and everyone's like standing around chatting. And there's one poor guy out going, boom, 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 boom on the timpanis. He's just like out there looking so just so sad, tuning the timpani.
1: Yeah, his whole chill time is just tune time. Then yeah. But anyway, we saw so many of the groups; they were all so good. Three murders, not real ones. But uh, three shows ended in murder.
0: I don't like those shows as much. It's... Spartacus I was great, know. and then it's been downhill from there.
1: I, I try and take it on a case-by-case basis, but in on this night, I like the two shows that were fun, because the rest of the other eight or nine or however many it was were all, like... They were almost all, like, post-apocalyptic or warriors of some kind. Yeah. Like, all of them. I, that's what I'm telling you. And they killed... Phantom they,
0: regiment. They ruined. literally...
1: Two, of, of those three murders, two of them were somebody getting beheaded. Two of them. And then the third one was the guy got pushed off a thing. Now, the other thing that I said was that don't bring scaffolding onto my field unless you're going to push somebody or jump off of it. Like, if you're not going to jump off of it, I don't want to see it. <laughs> But there are a lot of people with cool props and gimmicks and stuff, I would say. A good yeah. handful of them had neat things. I I have a bad time remembering which show was which, but the one with the mole people, they had these, like, bungee cord Mandarins. things. Yeah. The tangerines.
0: Tangerines. <laughs> I accidentally called them the tangerines.
1: They had these, like, bungee cord things that, like, you'd hook onto their belt or something, and people yeah. would, like, bounce up and down while they played, like, upside down, basically. Yeah. That was neat.
0: Um, I did, like... Um, the Carolina Crown wasn't my favorite show. No. Not Carolina Crown. Carolina Crown I did like. Boston Crusaders did Goliath. Um, which wasn't my favorite show, but they had these big Ivy called them Plinko boards.
1: They were, they were like pegboard um, things. But they
0: had there was like people standing on them and they were pushing them around. So there's like yeah. a pyramid of people on this big Plinko board and they're like pushing it around. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: that was neat. Um yeah, so overall, it was just a fun night. Yeah. Real good time. Bluecoats did the Beatles, which is why we went in the first place. That's
0: why Ivy went.
1: That's why Zane and I wanted to get tickets, and then y'all <laughs> got invited well, along. This but. is
0: this is how the conversation went. <laughs> Ivy's like, the Bluecoats are doing the Beatles this year. Do you want to go to the show? And I went, mm, who else is going to be there? And she said, does it matter? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then she said, uh, Phantom Regiment, Cavaliers, Santa Clara. I said, yes, I will go. <laughs> Um, Santa, the Santa Clara show was probably my favorite. I think they were my favorite.
1: I liked it, but I, it was okay. Like, I could tell it was really good, but I don't remember it that well, and it didn't have, I don't know. Because they, they were the ones with the people wearing, like, the highlighter green and those metal towery things. Yeah. Those were cool. Um people like leaning off of things and climbing on stuff
0: i I mean i also think that i judge things differently than you judge them yeah so like
1: we did very different things so we notice right very different things. yeah if
0: i'm at a and if if i'm at a drum corps show and no matter how ridiculous the drill is or how great the music is if there's not a point that i'm uncomfortable from volume i don't (laughs) like it
1: (laughs) I wish to be in Which I think that's just
0: hanging around my dad too much. I'm going to turn the microphone down just a smidge. Okay. Okay. We're we're, we're hitting the uh, we're clipping it a little bit. Oh. That's okay.
1: Um see and then like the Cavaliers come on. And I don't get to see their show ever because their pit always does something freaking crazy. Yeah, like they're always going a million miles an hour the whole time. So that's all I got to like. That's all I get to see because my eyes literally won't look at anything else. Yeah, I miss them pushing the guy off the thing at the end. I didn't see it. Basically, Uh, but they don't let girls in, so they
0: don't. Which I believe they are the last. There was one more um, that just like within the last five years or so. Um, yeah. Madison Scouts, maybe. I think Madison that maybe Scouts. Right. Um, they co edited Yeah. Um, But Cavaliers have historically been all men. Everything.
1: We. Yeah. Didn't,
0: they. I saw a show one year that they had like one guard person that was oh, like yeah. the star guard person. Yeah. Was a like girl. a featured right, and part that was thing. yeah, but that was like the show.
1: <laughs> Man, can you imagine what it would be like to be her for a summer?
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Because. Listen, (laughs) you hear things about drum corps and people find people of the opposite gender or, you know, whichever one they prefer to hang out with. Right. Uh, Can you imagine, like, why would, (laughs) just, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of that that goes on anyhow in the Cavaliers. I would well, imagine. yeah,
1: I'm sure it does.
0: Right. But... But, yeah, I mean... But at the
1: same time, just, like, that's so... Even... That's just what I think about.
0: Even, like, anywhere, regardless of situation, if you were the only person of your gender out of 200 other yeah, people...
1: like, I just wonder, that has to be nuts. Because <laughs> you have to have at least, like, 10 people hitting you up on any given day. Oh,
0: yeah. Constantly.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Probably, like, between drill pages.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, props to her.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. The Cavaliers show was it was so good that I don't I didn't even comprehend it. Like I was like I don't even know what I just watched. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But I don't know if I liked it. But I my brain hurts now. Uh,
1: it was very like busy. Everything was just like all, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, like,
0: that's that's how their shows was. are.
1: Yeah. I mean that's true. <laughs> that's
0: how the Cavaliers shows are. That's how they've always been. I, I think. just I
1: didn't see most of it because I just can't not watch the front right <laughs> they like they turned the room sideways and there were people playing on both sides like upside down and right side up and i like, was running back and so forth cool. that kind of crap is so freaking cool. as
0: soon as they spun them around i'm like they're gonna play on these things upside, upside down. down and like and then they like, did somebody
1: started the run and then runs around the other side and the other guy finishes it and right. like they're it's so cool <laughs>
0: that was yeah it was really good yeah um have you ever seen my dad has the dvd of the 1980 finals have you ever, have we ever I want to say that you
1: showed it to me, but it doesn't stick say, in my mind. We ought to watch
0: it. It's really interesting to watch how different it is. Yeah.
1: Are there people marching Glock in it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> there's people marching kettle drums.
1: I think you showed it to me at least once because yeah. I feel like I remember you saying like, "Look at that," and I'd yeah. be like, "Oh my god." Yeah, no. we had, we
0: had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, there's some of the like my more favorite <laughs> drum corps shows are on that. My dad says that that's the best year. Um, <laughs>
1: Well, it's the year that you have, so it better be the best year.
0: Well, no, because they went to semifinals that year. Who, Philly did? No, like... What are you saying? My dad and his cronies...
1: Oh, like he went to watch.
0: ...drove to... It was still in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and oh. they drove over to the other side of Pennsylvania to semifinals.
1: I think that's where my aunt and uncle live now, hmm. if I'm not mistaken.
0: I still think the best year is 2008. <laughs> uh, and so I will, you say. I, I do say. That was, um, Phantom did Spartacus, Blue Devils did Constantly Risking Absurdity, which is my, the, like, the best drum corps show I've ever seen, it's the last time Blue Devils were even on this side of the country, um, and, uh, Blue Coats did The Boxer, that was The Boxer, yeah. Year. that's cool. Listen, that brass feature changed my life, I'm not sure you understand, that's why I got so excited when they did it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they do that after a lot of their, home, quote-unquote, home things. I would would hope
0: that they would do that. Because I've
1: definitely seen that before.
0: Because it's fantastic. Um, But, yeah, if you've never been to that, it's it's (laughs) absolutely worth the price of admission. Um, The first, like, three cores that went, I was like, okay... And then, like, the fourth one went, and I had a lump in my throat for the rest of the evening. I
1: know. It, like, it makes me really sad. I miss it so much sometimes. I mean, it's Like, not- watching it, like, brings it all back, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could, like...
0: See, all that stuff hit me <laughs> later yeah. in the evening. Like, then it's just the physical force of... Oh, okay. ...150 people playing acoustic instruments, and it's uncomfortably loud. And it's, like, okay... <clears throat> We were doing really bad on time. That's all right. Um, But I figured out why I like that so much is, one, with that many people, like all the micro differences in pitch Mm -hmm. give you just, like, all these overtones. Yeah. And, like, scientifically. You also have, and this is something else I figured out, it's pretty much unlimited polyphonics, unlimited polyphony.
1: Explain, please. You can
0: play... You can... So, like... <clears throat> the guitar is limited to six notes. Yeah. Right? A keyboard is limited to ten notes or whatever you can do with pressing more than one key at the same time. Yeah. You can have as many notes across the entire sound spectrum as you want with drum corps.
1: Because you have 200 people or Because you
0: have 200 individually... Controlled instruments.
1: And they're all really good.
0: So that's why you get those ridiculous, like, huge, wide chords and stuff.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I love it.
1: That is super cool. My other observation was, oh, my God, I am older than every person on that field right now. Listen,
0: that messed me up. <laughs> and that messes like, me up. <laughs> I was upset about that for, like, a couple days.
1: Yeah, that weirds me out. Because so, I was saying, I think, that night even, that, like, I used to think that they looked, like, such adult... Right. People And now I'm like, they seem like they're my age, but they're actually younger than me. Right. Like, everyone out there, because you age out at, like, 21 or 22. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I couldn't do it now if I wanted to.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, other observations. Way too many trombones. What <laughs> is the deal with all the trombones? Um, however, I do enjoy uh, concert French horn. There's a couple French horn mm. solos I always enjoy. There was a euphonium solo. <clears throat> Sorry. That was okay. Santa Clara had a sousaphone.
1: I think that was a choice of necessity, because he had to be holding on to that thing.
0: I No, I don't think so. I really? Think, I think that was on purpose. Um, first of all, how dare they? But the guy killed it.
1: He did awesome. Like, I thought it was so that like he had a free hand, because you have to no, have two I, hands on I, a tuba. I, I right?
0: Don't, I don't think pretty so. Pretty much? I I don't I don't think that that's why they did it because um, they have, I figured they that could have why. just not stuck him up there.
1: Well, but they wanted him up there, so they gave him a sousaphone. That's right. what I'm saying.
0: I think I honestly think it was more of a tonality thing.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I would know. Sousaphones are
0: way like brassier and they have a raspier sound to them.
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think. Yeah, about there that.
0: was a trombone and sousaphone duet.
1: I mean, that was cool.
0: And. First of all, how dare them, but secondly, it was really cool.
1: That was really cool.
0: Um, Yeah, they both, like, killed it. Um,
1: I mean, the sousaphone guy was, like, laying down by the time it was done. It was, like, he was leaning so far back and, like, just doing that cool.
0: Oh, yeah, that was cool. He had
1: so much swag. And I don't know another (laughs) way to say that. It doesn't sound that lame, but it was, like, he was so cool.
0: Yeah. I believe finals are on tonight, so we'll see what uh, what the final scores end up being.
1: Bluecoats won that night. They did. But,
0: uh. I'm. I'm. Mm. I don't
1: know that that'll go so well at finals. Like, not that they'll have a bad show, but that, like, it'll get that much.
0: I don't know. We'll have to Look, see.
1: Um. That w- They were so cool, though. They were doing Beatles songs, but it was like they were all intercut into each other, and sometimes there was, like, two going on at once. Because they were doing She's So Heavy and, like, come together or something at the same time?
0: Well, at the it very was, end, it what was, was it? It was, like, briefly come together and then into She's So Heavy.
1: Yeah, like, I thought that kind of stuff was so cool.
0: Listen, they started doing Within Without You, mm-hmm. and I was like, why Why would you do this? And then th- that arrangement was gorgeous. Yeah. The arrangement of Blackbird was gorgeous.
1: Yeah. It was all really cool.
0: There was a little much to, like, backing track stuff. I didn't appreciate so much. That's a fair point. Um, I get why they did it. Every every core had some sort of backing track, and I just I don't like it that much. Um, and I, I think they, Blue Coats relied a little too heavily on it. I mean, it, they didn't lean on it, but it was there a lot. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the beginning part, there was kind of a, a, a mismatch... Um, cluster of Beatles quotes and stuff to open it. Yeah. And did you see the guy was playing the Penny Lane solo and he had a piccolo trumpet?
1: No, I didn't see that. That's yeah. so cool. I always thought that Penny Lane would make a really sweet marching band arrangement.
0: Mm.
1: Obviously, it doesn't really work when you can when you don't have piccolos or you know flutes and stuff on on a drum corps field, but like as as right. like a halftime show or like a high school show, I always thought that would sound so cool. Yeah, I would. I thought that for years. <laughs> um, should we move on? We've said a lot.
0: Also, there was flugelhorn solos. <laughs> I love flugelhorn. I do. <clears throat> yes, we should move on.
1: Alright, what, what have you been up to?
0: What have I been up to? Well, well firstly, um, before I get any farther, 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 uh, shameless plug, Porch Rocker Festival is this weekend, August the 17th. Uh, my band, The Loadsiders is going on at 6 o'clock. Um, all the info's on the webpage now. They used a picture from us from two years ago, <laughs> and it's a little awkward. Oh, wow. But, uh, yes, Portrager, this Saturday. All, literally all of the bands that I want to see are on at either 5 or 6 o'clock, uh, so I can't <laughs> see any of them. Uh, bummer. Um, yeah, but
1: a lot of people will probably come and see you.
0: I hope so. Or they're going to be at all the other bands <laughs> that I want to go see.
1: Well, we're going to have fun anyway.
0: I mean, we're playing opposite, like, Time Cat and Relaxer. So, um. <laughs> I I I don't think anyone's going to come see us. Well,
1: what's worth? That or playing at, like, 3 o'clock?
0: Uh, when nobody's
1: even there yet.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's we could have played at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> when really nobody's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, come out and see us and hang out. Um. I might con Nate into bringing some t-shirts and maybe some CDs.
1: And why wouldn't you?
0: Well, the, the album's not out yet. Well...
1: <laughs> It's a prime. It's You're missing your opportunity. I know.
0: Uh, speaking of the album. Uh, it's a
1: soft launch. Low Siders.
0: Low Siders album release show, August 26th at the Rialto. 24th? 26th. Oh, okay. I. Mm.
1: I swore that was 24th, but I can't do math.
0: Now so. I have to check it.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Oh, it is the 24th. Ooh,
1: that's the point for me.
0: It's the 24th at the Rialto Theater in Akron. Um... We will be there. Our album is coming out that day. (coughs) We're all real excited. Um, (coughs) Ivy's so excited she can't even contain herself.
1: Dang it. I tried to run away to make it better, but it did not. I (coughs) tried to take a sip of water real stealthy-like and choked on it instead. I'm going to be coughing for the next 30 seconds. You're going to need
0: to give me a hot second. All right. (coughs)
1: Get it out now
0: Also playing at that show Are Time Cat and Sea Creatures And I'm excited to see both of those bands as well Um, It's going to be a big old party Come jam with us
1: Who's headlining this year? Hang
0: out at uh, Porch Rocker? Yeah I don't know
1: Twas the Red Rose Panics last year
0: Nate said it's some jazz band Ooh, Which should be cool Yeah. Which I hope we can get over there in time
1: Yeah, well what time's that? Like seven or eight? Eight, I think. Oh, I bet we have time. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, I bought a bass. Hey, Matt, didn't you just buy two basses? Yes. I bought another one. It's a 97 P bass, and I love it. Um, so here's the thing. I sold a bunch of pedals, and when I was selling the pedals, I saw a P bass in this guy's house. And I was like, you know, I'd trade him for that P bass, but it was a Squire five-string, and I'm like, no, thank you. Um, and then I was on the Facebook marketplace, which is a place I should never go. Uh, and there was a black P bass and which matches my black jazz bass almost. Um, and so I shot the guy a message. He had it listed for three fifty, and I was like, if you do it for three, I'll come get it right now. <laughs> um, or like that day. Yeah. Uh, with the hard case three, 300 with the hard case. So I drove down to look at it and pulled it out the case, and there's a big Darth Vader sticker on the back of it. And I was like, oh, this is mine now. <laughs> this um,
1: belonged to me even before I was ever born.
0: Right. Um, I love 90s Mexican Fender Basses. Uh, if you have some, I will buy them from you. Uh,
1: quit. <laughs> quit it. Don't tell him.
0: There's a, spe- there's a certain special magic about them, and I'm not sure what it is, and it, they're great. Um, I have three of them now. Uh... But then yeah, that's Darth Vader. Um it's good it I used it on the outro music this week and it sounds great. <laughs> it sounds so good. Um Yes, uh it was also our anniversary, our anniversary and um, four years. Four years. Uh Ivy <laughs> Why did we say it like that? I don't know. Ivy bought me the DVD of Over the Garden Wall. Yay! uh, Which, if you recall, got a a shining review from the Sleeping Situation Ten out of ten, I think. I think think that's one of the few we've given a unanimous ten to. Yeah. Um, So we decided that it's our now Halloween tradition uh, that we watch Over the Garden Wall for Halloween.
1: Yay. And every Um, year we're going to notice new things, and it's going to be great.
0: Yep. I'm excited. Um... That's about all that's going on.
1: That's why you need physical media, people. Now media. It it doesn't matter if they take it off of Hulu or wherever. We're going to have it forever.
0: I haven't been to the record store in a minute, and I need to go... Bonus things of the week. Square Records in Akron, Ohio. It's my favorite record store. It's pretty great. Sleeping Situation approved. The only... (laughs) uh, Wait, what's the... um, It's like the only... The only endorsed... What do they always say on the football commercials? Or, like, when you're watching baseball or something? It's like, the only brand backed by... That's it, backed by. The only record store backed by the Sleeping Situation. Oh, like the record
1: store of Sleeping Situation. Yeah, Like the official bank of the yeah. Cleveland Indians or whatever. Right, yeah. KeyBank. key bank.
0: Right, the official record store of the Sleeping yeah. Situation podcast is Square Records. Um,
1: <laughs> they don't say this, we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a side note if anyone wants to sponsor us
1: oh man oh hell that'd be amazing how do we we gotta start figuring out how to do that anyway. i don't know uh i'll
0: just get we'll just get square to <laughs> give us a record a month and that'll be their sponsorship and that will yeah. be fine
1: sure that seems fair so are we ready for everyone's favorite segment
0: i think it is time for everyone's favorite segment <laughs> Things of the week. Things of the week. Bob, go ahead. All right. Um, Firstly, I finished a book this week, which I haven't done in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, I finished the book Lucky Jim by Kingsley Amos. What a name. Um, It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, It was uh, written in the 50s in England, uh, so I'm sure a lot of the jokes are lost on me, um, and it is a little bit hard to read because it was written in the 50s in England, Uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, I also watched a couple movies this week um, uh, very mistakenly on the same night because I make bad decisions uh, the first of which we're going to talk about in a bit uh, the second of which is called The Lady Killers um, and it is a like 50's uh, kind of dark comedy movie from England uh, starring Alec Guinness and Peter Sellers uh, which was great which is the entire like the entire reason I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, not really that funny. Kind of like it's like a dark funny. Yeah. Um, I, I I said it's it's the exact kind of funny that the Coen Brothers would remake, and they did. Oh. So, so it's like I saw that it was like they did that, and I was like, yeah, yeah they did about like it, right? Fargo,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of.
0: Yeah. So
1: dark, creepy,
0: right. Humor. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they remade it, and it stars Tom Hanks. The new one does. So I'm like, well, now I have to watch that when one. When was that? Like 2006.
1: Oh, okay. So not that long. Ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but it was okay. Seeing Alec Guinness as anyone else but Obi-Wan is strange <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, he also has fake teeth in the whole time, so he looks super creepy. Hello there. Yeah. Um, I know that's
1: not him, but but it's Obi-Wan.
0: So, I I've said, I've told you this before. The first line of dialogue spoken mm-hmm. on screen in any Star Wars movie by Obi-Wan Kenobi is Hello There.
1: That is very true.
0: It is very true. And I didn't, I, I got the meme, I knew the meme, and then somebody pointed that out and I was like, oh my god. Oh gosh. my god. <laughs> it's so perfect. Um, also, I have been listening to uh, nearly no other music besides the Donny Hathaway live album. It's great. It's tremendous. Um, it opens up with a cover of What's Going On, the Marvin Gaye song. Mm-hmm. Um, he also covers uh, You've Got a Friend, which I believe is Carol Kay, and he does Jealous Guy, which, banging version of Jealous Guy. Um, John Lennon.
1: I don't know if I know that one, wow. to be honest. It's like Maybe if I heard it. one of his
0: best songs, I think. Um, it's great. Uh, there's this one song where there's these just... Nasty bass fills, so I had to learn all of them. Um, Also, I've been listening to some funk jazz radio on the Pandora station, um, and I've really been digging the bamboos lately. Uh, Also, I've made this um, uh, uh, ground chicken and sweet potato stuff.
1: It's ground turkey.
0: Ground turkey. And sweet potato and. uh, Sometimes it's got peppers.
1: This time it had zucchinis, cause yeah. that's what was in the fridge.
0: It's real good. And there's some waiting for me in the fridge. I'm getting real hungry, and I'm excited <laughs> to eat it. And also, the Crash and Ride podcast, uh, which I will continue to plug whenever I can. Uh, it's great. Uh, things of the week.
1: Cool. Uh, this week, my things of the week include uh, the Drawfee streams on Twitch, which... Uh, I'll take any excuse to mention anything else that they're doing. They're just like ramping up so much right now and they have so many new, like, cool, exciting things. They do two Twitch streams per week now where they just like take people's suggestions from the comments of the stream and like draw it on Photoshop in front of you while they're like having funny, like, conversations on the side too. Uh, It's great. Watch it. Um, I also have, I don't think I've mentioned either of these, so I apologize if I have and I forgot. But two things uh, on YouTube that I've been watching a lot more recently is the series Unraveled by Polygon. Uh, The host is Brian David Gilbert, and what he does is he takes video game sort of uh, plots and lore and background information and stuff like that and makes incredibly, like, detailed videos about them. And it's not just, like, explaining it to you. They always have, like, some kind of, like, fun experimental thing to it, but it involves a lot of, like, research on his end, basically. Um, So to name a couple, he quote-unquote, rewrote the PokéWrap to incorporate all 800-whatever-it-is Pokémon. You have to watch it to understand. But it does happen, and it's amazing. Um, He also did one on Kingdom Hearts, which is uh, how I got into them, because Lauren sent it to me, and it's uh, because everybody complains that Kingdom Hearts is too complicated, and it he's is. like well any story can be understood if you use the hero's journey framework which is the thing that like literary scholars talk about all the time they use uh, the hobbit as an example all the time there's just like these certain steps that a lot of the same a lot of stories follow mm-hmm. and so it's like a formula that you know works and basically he drives himself insane trying to fit kingdom hearts into it so there's it's like it's always comedic at the same time but he's also giving you really interesting information too but he's almost playing a character of himself and he's always like putting like funny Bits into it, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. He did one where he counted all of the uh, like workers' comp violations made by um, Super Smash Brothers stages. <laughs> so like, you can't have exposed chemicals, or you can't have like uh, people on moving platforms, or you can't. Right. Have, and he like they they made like ten thousand like uh, violations or whatever. But like, he went through like the entire document of like OSHA, like workplace safety. Regulations mm-hmm. counted every single one that like applies to Super Smash Bros. Like it's videos That's like really that. Funny. He made every video from Breath of the Wild in one every video, every recipe that they that you can make in Breath of the Wild in one day, and like tried them all and like ranked them of how good they taste or mm-hmm. whatever. It's just really in depth things like that. So if you like video games, you will like this.
0: It's, he, is that the guy from Vine? Is it that guy? No. Oh,
1: I don't believe so. No.
0: Okay.
1: Um, he's just a funny guy for all I'm okay. aware. Um, But even then, um, Lauren doesn't really play video games, as far as I know, and she said that she's, like, seen them all just because she thinks he's so funny, so, like, they're interesting to watch either way, and even the ones on games that I don't know I found interesting. So, anywho, I've also been watching ProZD, which is the guy from Vine. (laughs) Uh, His name is Sungwon Cho, and he did all the... um, the Vines, where he made, like, an anime voice, so he do, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and the really deep voice, yeah. and he's uh, the guy that does all those. He has a really interesting YouTube channel. He's just a funny person, mm-hmm. but he makes videos where he, like, he tried every Lunchable that they make and, like, talked about which ones were good and which ones were bad. He also has videos where he's just doing, like, funny voiceover jokes, kind of like Vines, like short little sketches. Or he does ones where he just talks about, I don't know, he answered, does Q&As and things like that. But anyway, he's just really funny, and I like his videos, um, been watching the new season of Queer Eye, it's great. Uh, listening to uh, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, because Matt burned me a CD, been great. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ivy glossed over that real quick. Um, <clears throat> the year. This is the year uh, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I burnt Ivy a copy on a compact disc, To play in my you, car. Of My Chemical Romance's... Black Parade.
1: <laughs> I'm happy. This was like two days ago, and I've listened to it twice through already, I think.
0: Listen, I had a lot of fun uh, burning that for you, actually, and like writing out all the names of the songs on the little, on the little page.
1: I handed him a blank CD and two Sharpies in two different colors, because I was like, no, you got to make this real. It's not real if you don't write or draw on it. Of course. Um, I also wanted to mention, I found another podcast that I really like, and it's called What a Time to be Alive. And uh, there's three hosts named Kath and Pat and Eli. And uh, what they do is they find basically weird news stories from the week. Some of them are ones that, like, you've maybe heard about. Like, uh, they did a uh, segment on, like, the Area 51 raid Mm -hmm. thing. Like, they talked about that. But a lot of them are just, like, weird news articles that people send them from, you know, their hometown or from, like, that they saw on a random site. And it's, like, weird stuff. Like, there was this couple in England that couldn't leave their house because these birds had laid their eggs on their roof and would attack them every time they came out their door. So, like, weird news stories like that yeah. are, like, uh, apparently somebody got busted in Japan for trying to sell Molly pills that were shaped like Wario. <laughs> uh... So, like, weird, was, just Was weird news that stories. the
0: issue, or was Molly the issue?
1: Uh, it's, he didn't get arrested because they were shaped like Wario.
0: Okay, that would have <laughs> been more funny. I
1: mean, yeah, but, like, they're three comedians, so, right. like, they're cracking jokes about sure. everything. Just to say so Nintendo, Nintendo
0: hit them with a trademark violation. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, it was just, like, <laughs> cops were like, you have drugs. Right. Um. So, anyway, those are just a few examples, but it's three very funny people, like, that are friends with each other, so that have, like, good you know rapport with each other and uh so if you're looking for funny conversations that are fun to listen to uh highly recommend what a time to be alive their tagline is the only podcast that makes you say the name of the podcast or something like that (laughs) i probably said it slightly wrong but it's something like that uh and uh five below found some good stuff at five below a couple days ago five below totally redecorated, and added self-checkout stands. Ooh. I was very confused. I walked in, and I was like, where is everything?
0: Now you don't have to feel guilty about the wacko stuff that you can buy at Five Below.
1: Listen, Five Below is geared at, like, children. Like, it's, you know, everything's super cheap, so, like, that's, like, the draw of it for me. But, like, it's very obvious by some of the things they sell that it's mostly geared towards kids. Right. Like, the workout stuff seems more like adult stuff, because there's, like yoga mats and, like, barbells and stuff. But, like, kids don't want that. They want, like, a basketball or something, which they also sell.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: there's lots of, like, toys, and there's a huge candy section, which I enjoy, but it's for children. Mm. Um, but they're, they're, uh, the, uh, um, what's it called? The glass screen protectors that they sell. Super cheap, and they work every time. My phone has, the screen protector has been cracked, but, like, it never cracks my phone, so it has done a good job. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always buy those there. I can get dry shampoo for super cheap there sometimes. And they have, like, a decent makeup section. Some of it's, like, real cheap and crappy. But they do have, like, a really big Wet n' Wild section, which is a good brand that I'd buy elsewhere for slightly more money. Um, but every time I'm in there, it's, like, full of moms with kids. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm not really the target demographic here. But, but I do always find stuff there that I want. <laughs> uh, things of the week. Also, I want to mention run thing one thing real fast Uh, I missed a question that somebody sent me the last time we recorded, so I thought we'd do it real quick right now. Okay. Uh, Biggest apologies. I'm so sorry that this didn't get from my text messages to the list of questions, Uh, but Kay asked, uh, what's your favorite concert uh, that you've gone to and or that you've played if you have a favorite one that you've played? She asked sort of like specifically, like you could talk about one that you played if you Mm. wanted to. Um, I don't really have that. But anyway, what's, what's the best concert you've been to? I
0: don't know if I've played a concert that's even <laughs> worth talking about.
1: Well, you don't have to. She just said, like, she, she put that in there as, like, a, if you wanted to.
0: All right. I'll, I will give you one that i played, because my favorite show that I've ever played was a house show um, in Bowling Green with mm-hmm. Lake Philadelphia. Um, I, it was the same day as my aunt's wedding. So I left the wedding and then <laughs> drove back to Bowling Green to play this house show. Um, and everyone was there, was either drunk, stoned, or both, and so they loved us. Uh, and, I mean, it was like we're playing, you know, we were in a living room, Mm -hmm. the band takes up half the living room, and the other half of the living room was absolutely packed with people. Yeah. Um, and people, like, lost their minds, and it was super, super fun. Um. That's cool. And then I got real drunk, and then... Chase a cat around um well that
1: sounds like a great night
0: it was it was pretty fun i had a great time um i mean it was just like probably like per capita the largest party i've ever been at yeah and we just happened to play a show that night mm-hmm. um that was so much fun um what's your favorite one you've ever been to favorite concert i've ever been to that is hard
1: I'm going to have to say, like, three, because I can't pick one. All
0: right, if you're going to pick, like, three, I'll also pick three. Um, The first concert I ever went to was Switchfoot in Pittsburgh just before Hello Hurricane came out. Oh, man. Um,
1: Did they play any songs from it?
0: (laughs) uh, Me and Ben Potts, and Ben Potts' dad, because we couldn't drive yet, (laughs) drove us or I might have been able to drive but like my mom was like you're not driving to Pittsburgh um so it was right before that album came out Mm -hmm. we went over there I was like five people from the front of the stage right in front of the bass amp which is where I like (laughs) to be um they played um Mess of Me and they played The Sound
1: nice oh my god
0: and that was the first like real concert I had ever been to yeah and it blew my mind, Oh man. Um, and they did the sound with the long Spacey intro, which for oh, some some reason <laughs> they didn't put on the album. there's like a is live. it on the
1: live album? The live one from vice versus.:
0: uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, there is a like a live studio session mm. where they they do it.
1: Because I swear I've heard that. So yeah. it must exist somewhere.:
0: Yeah, um, but that was great. It was great. Um, honestly, I've seen Switchfoot three times, and mm-hmm. all three times have been great. I saw him again in Bowling Green with Amberlynn. Mm-hmm. It was like the opening weekend concert just happened to be Switchfoot cool. in Amberlin. Yeah, that was really great. Um, but I really, really loved, um... I don't know if I can narrow it down to three. I'll just... I'll just, just say a couple. I'll just say a couple. Um, we saw Courtney Barnett at the Newport. That was cool. That was so good. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. I love the Newport so much. Yeah. It was great. Um, okay, I actually do know my favorite concert I've been to, but mm. I'll... Because I'll, I, I forgot about it momentarily. Um, when I was a junior a in high boy. school... When I was a my young father boy... My father took me into to the, to the city. city to see a marching band. Um... <laughs> My junior year of high school, me and Jake Hall drove to the L.C. in Columbus, mm-hmm. and we saw O Brother, Manchester Orchestra, oh, and yeah. Cage I re- the I Elephant. remember when you did that. Yeah. Um, holy cow, what a great show. Uh, we stood, like, clear in the back on the, in the balcony, mm. and yep, it was, that was great. And that was, like, that was on the, I don't, no, Simple Math was out. Was it? Yeah. I think it was the simple math tour.
1: okay, yeah well, that's that you shirt.
0: Have the T-shirt yeah, yeah. <sighs> so good. Um, that was a great show. I saw Circus Survive in Amberlin at the Newport in Columbus. That was also a great show. Um, I saw them I saw Circus Survive again at House of Blues. That wasn't as good. Hmm. The first one was great. Um, maybe my favorite concert that I've ever been to ever was Pedro the Lion. Just this one that we went to? At the grog shop. Yeah. Um, I mean, that
1: was a good show. I
0: mean, firstly, I never thought I would get to see that band play those songs live.
1: That's going to be me in a month at the Jonas Brothers.
0: Go on. (laughs) 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 Um, Just because, I mean, Page of the Lion as an organization had disbanded. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, David was doing, like, acoustic tours and playing his new stuff. But, like, them playing the old Pedro the Lion stuff, and then they played Quietest Friend, which is the greatest song ever written. Mm-hmm. And, did I tell you? I tweeted. Um, I made a meme. It, <laughs> I did. I tweeted. Uh-huh. Nobody. Nothing. Yeah. Me. Uh, Phoenix by Pedro the Lion is the greatest album ever made, on <laughs> all capital letters. Yeah. And... Did he the, like it? The polyvinyl um, record oh, label liked it. like nice. I have the sticker on my computer. Well, it's covered up, sorry. Oh. But they like liked my tweet. That's awesome. It's like, haha, they seen it. We'll be into some great shows. Yeah. Um I did see that as cities burn is playing with All Get Out in Cleveland, at Mayhalls. I might have to go to that one. Yeah, Manchester Orchestra is touring Everything to Nothing.
1: I saw Beth and Jillian were gonna go. Maybe are they? And I'm like, Ugh, I kind of want to.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that Beth likes the same music as me. Yeah, we can. We'll just drag her to all first stuff.
1: So. Yeah, I kind of, I, I'm i on the fence. I've bought a lot of expensive concert tickets this year. So yeah. I'm like, ah, I uh, want to
0: so bad. Another concert worth mentioning was the most most money I've ever spent on a concert ticket, and it still kills me, um, but it was Bela Fleck and the Flecktones and the Chick Corea Electric Band. Uh, I spent way too much money and drove to Cincinnati. <laughs> Absolutely it's worth, worth it. it. Oh, it was so good.
1: As long as it's worth it, man.
0: Yep. I had to like, I rationalized it in my brain because tickets were like 90 bucks after all the Mm -hmm. fees, Fees. um, air quotes, heavy air quotes. Um, but I was like, all right, I would pay $30 and drive 30 minutes or or I would pay $30 and drive an hour to see Victor Wooten. I would pay $30 -hmm. and, and drive an hour to see John Patitucci. I would pay $30 and drive an hour to see Chick Corea. They just happen to be once. all <laughs> playing the same show, so I guess I'll go.
1: That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Yep. Is that it?
0: You got uh, it. I mean, I could just talk <laughs> forever. But, uh, those are your those are, those are probably my favorite. Uh, seeing Brian Wilson play Pet Sounds was that pretty was great. great. He's playing a Blossom tomorrow. Did oh, you know well, that? No. I had no idea. But the, they're, he's playing with the Canton Philharmonic. Like the orchestra. Oh,
1: maybe you did tell me And that. I was like, mm, I don't
0: know about that. I mean,
1: I bet it'd be cool, but... Yeah. But we're doing birthday shenanigans. <laughs> um. So, I've been to a lot of really cool shows, too, which is a huge like benefit of going to school in Columbus, because just about everybody stops in Columbus. If they don't, you know, a lot of people come through Cleveland, too, mm-hmm. I would say. And Cincinnati's pretty popular. Ohio... If they're going to stop in the Midwest, you got a pretty good shot that they're going to stop in Ohio. Um, except for Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is one of my top concerts. Same sort of thing. I was like, I had to drive 10 hours <laughs> and paid $100, $120, something like that. Mm-hmm. But absolutely 100% worth it. And going with Kay, who asked the question, was like just a dream come true that we got to go together. But um, Man, that was a freaking drive, I'll tell you what. And Casey Musgraves is who opened for him, so it's really cool that I've gotten to see oh, yeah. her because I, you know, I didn't really know much of her music then. I know like two or three of her songs I'd heard before. I didn't really realize it yeah. until she played them, which is funny. But um, but I have seen her, which is cool. I, right before she won like Album of the Year, which is neat.
0: Um, I mean, that was when I saw Manchester Orchestra and KT Elephant. I would never listened to Oh Brother. Like, I had heard of them. Yeah. Because, like, all of my hipster friends in high school were mm-hmm. fans until so I was, like, standing in front of Oh Brother. Yeah. Which is a sight, let me tell you. Um, which, didn't you see them in, like, the basement in I Corvus? saw them in the...
1: Well, man, it was just loud. I was gonna I, say. I think it was mostly The Room, because I've listened to, like, their album a little bit. Yeah. They're not my favorite band in the world, I just think it's not necessarily my cup of tea yeah i don't think they're bad but that room was so loud because the ceiling is so low and they're crammed way up in the front and yeah. it's just like this long straight we kind of we sat down there were like benches along the wall like mm-hmm. off to the side of this very narrow yeah room and i dragged i drug my roommate and her friend who was in town to go with me because i had to go to a concert because of a class and like write a review of it from right. like my music history Class, uh-huh. And so I drugged them with me because it was, like, the only show that was going to happen that I was remotely interested in yeah. before the paper was due. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, we didn't even stay for the whole thing, if I'm being honest. They were having a terrible time. They did not like it. Mm. <laughs> and we stayed for, I think, most of it. And then it was getting close to the end, and we just decided to go. Um It was so loud in there. And, like, at that time, like, I didn't have earplugs. like, yeah. And I felt bad for them. And I was like, guys, we can leave. Like, this is, it's been enough. But anyway... um Other favorite concerts, I'm also the kind of person that has seen a lot of these people twice, so it's not like either one was bad, but the first time I saw One Direction that we drove to D.C. for Mm -hmm. and paid way too much for tickets, that was definitely... I think that was probably my favorite of the two, though it was cool that they came right to Ohio State and played in our stadium the second time. Mm -hmm. There's only four of them. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) I think... That was, like, a rough time for them, obviously, because they were down a guy and, like, other stuff was going on, and so it wasn't, the energy was different at that one. It was cool because a lot of people I knew were going, different, you know, people from Ohio State or whatever, because it was right there and we were all there. But the energy at the first one was just, like, insane, and, and five seconds of summer opened in DC. Mm. Uh, The opener in Columbus was Iconopop, which is who played that I crashed my car into the bridge I don't care song. And it's the only song anyone's ever heard of. I don't even
0: know that song. Oh, they sucked.
1: It was so bad. I can tell they
0: sucked just from their band name.
1: They were terrible. Uh, They're from like Sweden or something. Um, The first time I saw One Direction just blew my entire mind. It was on my birthday and we drove to DC the day before because it was they actually weren't stopping in ohio that time Mm -hmm. they'd stopped in ohio the tour before and i will forever kick myself that i didn't get tickets to that Mm. because that was my favorite album of theirs that they were touring that time and i missed it but anyway they weren't stopping anywhere closer than like dc or like chicago or something Mm -hmm. so we we my roommate and i drove to dc and saw them. that was amazing um the first time i saw 21 pilots was amazing the first time i saw the 1975 was amazing um the, the first time i saw Ed Sheeran was crazy because we were inside at the LC. Mm. He's never going to play a place that small ever again. Nope. Because the second time I saw him, we were in like a like an amphitheater, kind of like Blossom kind of mm-hmm. place. We drove to, that was in Cincinnati, I think. Um, we drove to that because Stacy got those tickets as a gift and took me with her. We drove to Cincinnati, saw Ed Sheeran, drove back, got back at like 2 o'clock in the morning, saw 21 Pilots the next day because we had already <laughs> bought those tickets before she got those other ones right. as a gift. Oh, my God! I got so sick after that. I think it was just oh, from bet. being like tired and like screaming. I had a cold for like a week after that. <laughs> um but that was a cool time too anyway. Um I saw the Rolling Stones, which was really cool. yeah, uh, you know, it was in a stadium and we were kind of up, but it was I mean that was really, really cool. They were old guys but still rocking sort of thing.
0: you know i I'm like s- I feel
1: super lucky that I got to go to that.
0: I heard something very interesting the other day. Ed Sheeran has made more money off of touring than any other artist in history. Interesting, because he has no overhead.
1: He doesn't have to pay a backup band. He literally,
0: he literally, he literally could tour the country in a Honda Civic.
1: He could, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have. I mean, it's pretty much just him on a stage or some screens, right? Uh, I mean, the first time it was. I mean, he was headlining, but it was him and like nothing. Right. There was that, there was the screens that like the venue had. Exactly. Him, one guitar and a loop pedal. Yeah. It was it. I was, and it's just like, it's crazy to me that I was that close to him because he would have to pay $2,000 to get a ticket like that nowadays. That's I,
0: listen, Wilco's touring. (laughs) They're playing in Columbus in like November. Where? Uh, Some big theater down there. Which? I'm not sure. It's like a theater theater. Hmm. It's not like at the Newport or something. Um, Pit tickets are $320. (sighs)
1: I was like, That's too much. No. So much.
0: I I would love to see Wilco. Yeah. But I I don't want to sit in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Like I want to be close. Oh
1: man, that's a lot of money.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: See, because I paid like a hundred dollars for like floor seats for Twenty One Pilots in right. in an arena, and I was like, I was fine with that. Yeah. Like that's the most I pay. It's like a hundred, a hundred and twenty is what it usually ends up being if the ticket is a hundred. Right. But. Man, I think those are probably the ones that stick out the most to me.
0: Yeah. We saw Warpaint too. That was they were great. good. That was yeah. a great show. I had a lot of fun there.
1: We should move on. This is going to be a long episode. We just listed all
0: <laughs> of the concerts we've That's ever That's not been true to. at all.
1: I've seen I just went to so many that I wish I would have kept a list the whole time cuz sometimes I forget that I saw. Mm. I mean, I saw I've seen um I saw Panic at the Disco and I saw Fall Out Boy with Paramore. Those are also mm. three amazing, well, two amazing shows. Yeah. Those were all great that Tabby went to with me. I mean, I loved all of those. I just have to see My Chemical Romance now, so I just have to uh, wait for the day. <laughs> and then literally my whole emo, like, trifecta. Well, it I would be cool to see All You'll Time
0: get Low. closure.
1: Yeah. And I would love to see Five Sauce again, mm. now that they're, like, them headlining, you know? I yeah. only saw them open for 1D, but... Which, I mean, that was... I was as excited to see them as I was to see One Direction that day. So that's probably why that one was way cooler, now yeah. that I think about it. We gotta move on.
0: All right, we well, <laughs> I, got, I got one more thought. One more thing. I got one more thought. Um, I would love to see Spoon. Mm-hmm. But the most recent tour they did was with Beck and Cage the Elephant. Oh, man. Which would be a great show. Yeah. But I'm not paying for Cage the Elephant tickets. Like, I would yeah. pay for, like, because Spoon would play, like, the Beachland. Right. Um, also, I, Beck is dead to me. Um, <laughs> that
1: album was so bad.
0: Have you listened to the, have you listened to the new single? Oh, no. Oh, it's so is bad. Is it bad? It's oh, so bad. Shoot. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Um, but I would love to see Spoon. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to that show.
1: <laughs> what is it? Blink-182's touring with, like.
0: I think they canceled that. I think think they did. It was doing
1: so bad. Who was it, though? Lil uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. That sounds right. I'm like, what was that? I don't... Like, I like Blink-182. I don't know that I'd pay to see him, necessarily. But that's the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Everybody said that, and nobody bought tickets. Um, Yup. Are we good? Thank you, Kay, for the question. I'm so sorry that we missed it. On the question episode, but you got your whole your your own whole long, way too long tangent just now. So I hope that makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad. I was transferring questions from my text to my like <laughs> notes app, so I'd have them all in one place, and I missed yeah, it. So. That's a
0: good question. Uh, thank you for that question. Hey, everyone else, you can send us questions. Uh, Sleeping situation at gmail We'll answer them on the podcast.
1: We'll do them anytime. That was our special question episode, but they're still always allowed.
0: Yes. Or you can send us uh, suggestions and uh, albums or movies to review, or games that we could play, or um, topics for the games that we play.
1: And now that the one-hour vamping session that is supposed to take about twenty minutes is done, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be another long episode. Uh, you're welcome. That's what. <laughs> that's what. That's the price we pay for taking a break. <laughs> Two long episodes'
0: I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna have to go and warm up that stuff in the fridge and I'll just sit here and eat my dinner. Uh.
1: It's a gift to everyone, so now it's time for the situation review, and it's the part of the show where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. <laughs> I started the sentence and I couldn't stop.
0: <laughs> you started you started saying that, and that's where my brain went, and then you just and then you finished it.
1: I, as soon as my mouth started making the words, I could not stop. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's actually the part of the show where we <laughs> review something that we've, uh, consumed media-wise in the past week or so. <laughs> We're never gonna get through this, I- are we?
0: Ivy's gonna have to finish the <laughs> podcast by herself, cause that...
1: As long as I don't start coughing again. Today's <laughs> been a train wreck, I'll tell you. Um... So this week we're reviewing a movie that Matt has seen now twice that he rewatched again so that I could see it. Yes. Uh, and it's one of those movies he mentioned and it's called His Girl Friday from 1940 40. 40. Yes. 1940. <laughs> uh starring Cary Grant and Rosalind, what was her last name? Russell, I think. Is that it? That sounds
0: right. That no, sounds that doesn't Rosalind. sound right. Rosalind, it
1: started with an R for sure. Um Richard Russell? Raymond? Uh, I think it's Russell.
0: Oh, let's oh no. Just, let's just find out here.
1: Oh, no, oh, no.
0: Yeah, Rosalind Russell. You're okay. Right.
1: Did it. See? I had. You should trust me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an old black-and-white comedy movie starring Cary Grant.
0: Yeah, what happened was um, is I wanted to watch a movie, and I was like, I want to watch something funny, but I want to watch, like, an old funny movie. Because um, new funny movies, I don't are sometimes not funny and they're just stupid. Um, so I wanted to watch an old funny movie, but there's no comprehensive list of like comedies, like classic comedy movies hmm. on the internet. We ought to is make one. Upsetting to me. Um, so I just looked through um, a list of stuff and I was like, "Hey, I like Cary Grant," um, and so I watched it, and then I made Ivy watch it, and now we're gonna talk about it.
1: Yeah. So overall, what did you? think of the movie
0: overall i thought it was really funny like i wasn't expecting it to be that funny um and i think it holds up pretty well it's sort of like a um there's a specific term for that kind of comedy
1: i believe it's a screwball comedy
0: yeah it's like a screwball comedy yeah
1: just like fast zingers screwballing around
0: yeah it's not it's not like slapstick or anything it's all all the comedy is mostly dialogue based
1: Yeah, for the most Um, part.
0: Which are the comedies I enjoy. Yeah. Um, That's, like, why I'll, like, take Marx Brothers over, like, The Three Stooges. Yes, Because it's, like, all dialogue-y comedy.
1: Do you want to give a real quick, like, summary?
0: So, um, basically, Cary Grant is... Cary Grant (laughs) is I I don't do a bad Cary Grant. And you you just have to talk with all of the emphasis on every syllable (laughs) Cary Grant um Cary Grant is a is a newspaper executive like he runs the newsroom in the newspaper Mm -hmm. um and his ex-wife shows up and tells him that she's quitting the newspaper business okay his ex-wife used to work for the newspaper and that's how they met and they got married then they got divorced and now the ex-wife says she's leaving the newspaper business and she's marrying this other guy and moving to Albany and they're going to start, and she's going to have a normal life. Mm-hmm. And so Cary Grant c- tries to come up with ways to keep her in town and keep her writing on the newspaper.
1: Yeah, that's about it. Yep. And there's, like, a murder trial. Yes. Well, there's, like, a guy that's going to be executed, and they decide they're going to write a, an article and try and save him. Yes. Uh, Cool. Overall, uh, I said I liked it in theory a lot more than I liked it in practice.
0: Ivy hated this movie. <laughs> no,
1: I didn't. Uh, I still had a fun time watching it. I'm still glad I saw it, and I still enjoyed a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But there was some things that we'll get to. Uh, So what were your likes?
0: Um, I love Cary Grant. He's great in everything, always. Um, North by Northwest is, like, my favorite movie ever. Uh, And he's also in that. And so now I just watch everything with Cary Grant in it. Um, It's super funny. Um, I, I love the sort of witty, super quick writing. Um, it's one of those movies, like, you might miss jokes. Like, they go by so fast that if you're not really paying attention, you're going to miss something. Ivy pointed out a joke that I missed both times watching it.
1: Yeah, I was going to uh, say that one that I had to, like... Yes.
0: Yeah, that one. Um, I thought it was funny, um, and I I thought it was... It It's not... It's just not like um It doesn't rely only on humor. Like, I think there's enough sort of action in it. There's enough stuff going on to keep you interested in it. If that makes sense. Sure. Ivy's looking at me like she totally disagrees.
1: If by a lot going on you mean people talking on the phone, yes. (laughs)
0: There's, there's at least, like, a plot there. No,
1: I, I agree. I'm it's just, not I'm just like a hard time. It's not
0: just like they're standing in a room making jokes for an hour and a half.
1: Right, and for a movie that's you said was based on a play, I mean, it's, yeah. it does a pretty good job.
0: So Yes, it was based on a play. Uh, I don't remember what the play's called. Um, I could look it up real quick.
1: It's probably the same.
0: It doesn't. No, it's not the same, ah. actually.
1: boo doo 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 doo
0: doo bop Uh... It is called The Front Page by oh. Ben Hecht and Charles MacArthur.
1: Well, it makes about as much sense as His Girl Friday. Um, it probably makes more sense. This was the second
0: time the play had been adapted for the screen, the first occasion being in 1931 called The Front Page.
1: Oh. Well, so uh, they probably picked something different on purpose then. Yep. Uh, what other things you like? Um, Anything?
0: That's it. I just thought it was really funny. Like, I had a, I had a good old time. Um, but I like old comedies like this, uh, cause they're, I think, it's like, it's funny because it's supposed to be funny, but it's also funny because it's old and very sort of stylized. Yeah. Like, this movie is very 1940.
1: In every way.
0: Everyone is smoking all the like time. Like, real cigarettes. Right. I'm pretty
1: sure, all the time.
0: Probably not in the script. Like, they were just <laughs> doing the scene, and Cary Grant just wants a cigarette, so he just, like, lights but a cigarette. But it's totally normal. Right.
1: They're, like, in a restaurant, they're, like, at work, just smoking everywhere. They
0: have, like, the old kind of phones that are, they're not even, like, a handset. Like, you have to pick up the earpiece and talk into, like, the bottom bit.
1: What, hello? Give me Walter
0: Burns. And that's how she talks. (laughs) Like, the transatlantic, What, what,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that, that whole transatlantic action. I love
0: it. I mean, I like
1: it. I mean, I was just doing Audrey Hepburn, or Catherine Hepburn.
0: Yeah. There. Catherine Hepburn, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: what I meant. Uh... (laughs) Is that it? Yes. Um, yeah, so I pretty much agree with you. Um, I thought the ex-wife, her name is Hildy, and her character was super cool because she, at the same time, was this kind of a tomboyish because she's, like, the only woman in the newsroom right. sort of thing. But at the same time, she's like, but also I want to be married and have babies and stuff. And she literally wanted both, and I like that about her character, that she wasn't one or the other. Yeah, She um... was, like, like, kind of a tough lady but she also, like, wanted a house and kids and stuff.
0: Right. They they said that that, that was one of the things that, like, people praised this movie for. For yeah. 1940,
1: I surprisingly think they did a strong
0: yeah. female co-lead. Who, yeah, that like, wasn't
1: just sexy or wasn't just... Right. Like, he liked her because she was, like, a good reporter. Right. And like, she, he thought she was pretty, too, but, like... Yeah. The, I, I got the feeling that, like, the main reason, supposedly, that he, like, married her was he, like... He liked working with her, and like he right. liked her writing and stuff. Like She can write a story better than anyone else is like the whole thing about her. That she can write
0: a story better than anyone else. This um, bird can write a story. Um,
1: yeah, so anyway, I just enjoyed her character. A lot of the characters in general I thought were pretty distinct and interesting and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, just packed with jokes wall to wall. Mm-hmm. It's always a joke. Very snappy and everything. This is a dumb thing to say, but just like the way the characters interacted with each other... Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it was 1940s acting, so it's its own style of, you know, the way that they talk to each other and that kind of stuff. I just enjoyed the way that the characters interacted with each other. Yeah. And um, a lot of the story is in, like, the subtleties of things people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So they only... Because there's some things they only really bring up once or whatever, but then, like, that informs the rest of the story, basically. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning slight spoilers from a movie from I'm not going to count how many years ago this is, so we're just going to... Um,
0: I mean, didn't we said 10 years is the, yeah, that's the statute the of limitations yeah. on spoilers?
1: Yeah, we're well past that. <laughs> um, so you don't know at the beginning of the movie that Hilde and her new fiancé, Bruce, who's like the most boring guy in the world, <laughs> like on purpose, he's pretty funny just because he's so lame. Um, you don't know that they, they're kind of like, they're kind of broke. Like they don 't have any money, and you don 't know that until maybe a quarter of the way in, so like the rest of like it, you know that sort of detail once you learn it that like they really need money, and so they 're sticking around because Walter promises to buy an insurance policy so that Bruce gets the commission of a thousand dollars. They have five hundred dollars to their name period, so he 's going to he 's going to sign this insurance policy mm-hmm. so that Bruce gets the money um and so that's why they decided to stay in town, even though they're supposed to leave and get married the next right. day. So anyway, it's just, like, that kind of detail. You think about that all the way through, and that's why she's so, like, I can't leave because I need my money. Right. And it's like, well, she's not just being, like, a jerk about money. It's because she really does need that money. Right. So, like, that detail carries through the rest of the movie is what I'm saying.
0: You also have to remember that this is 1940. Yeah. Um, there's one guy makes a comment that he makes... Fifty dollars a week. Yeah. So five hundred dollars is a lot more money than it sounds like. But
1: also at the same time, that's all they have. Right. Period. Right.
0: Like
1: he's like, this is everything we have to our name, and he hands it to her. Yeah. And anyway, so like things like that. That's a that was the best example I could come Mm -hmm. up with, but I'm sure there's several others. Um excuse me. Um Yeah, and a lot of the story is told in like very Chekhov's gun type situations. Uh so like anything they bring up does, you know, come up again or mm-hmm. whatever. They they don't just mention something and then let it go. The good example I have is that he's like the if I knock three times on the desk it's me. Right. So like that's not just like a throwaway like, oh it's a funny joke that he's like, well, we need a code or something. Right. Like it it's important. They mm-hmm. just mention it and then lose it. Um I think like the newspaper reporter kind of, you know, premise is just an interesting setting it's not just you know like two people in their house or whatever like it's an interesting you know framework for Mm -hmm. them to be in um her outfits they're (laughs) ridiculous but i also love them she's always wearing like a crazy hat yeah (laughs) she has this like crazy like striped suit in the beginning that Uh has like a striped like top hat that she wears it's amazing (laughs) it's great and i would wear it today uh what grievances have you to air
0: I have a few complaints. Um, There's a couple, and I I didn't really notice it the first time until Ivy pointed it out. There's a couple really confusing plot points that they kind of lay on a lot, but they don't really explain. Um, There's some point about there's an election coming up, and the mayor and the sheriff are up for re-election, and they seem to think that... Whether or not they hang the guy is gonna get them reelected, and the newspaper can, like, sway the opinion of them to the point where they can get elected or not. Yeah. But they don't really explain why. The the like that's gonna make a big difference, like right. whether or not he gets hanged or not. Um, like it'll
1: make the mayor look good if he does. Right. So the mayor really wants him. To get hanged. Right. It's it's, Yeah, they don't really say why.
0: Um, There's also, like, the governor is kind of like an abstract figure Mm -hmm. um, in the whole thing. And he seems to not like the mayor. And then he's trying to, like, get the mayor thrown out. But then he gives a reprieve for the guy that's going to be hanged. So he's not going to be hanged. But they also... Then there's some, like communist things thrown in there that they say, like, the the sheriff has, like, communists on the payroll.
1: I think that was just, like, they just needed something to tease them about is how I took that. But, it's yeah, it is confusing, though. But, like, why did they say that?
0: Right. Yeah, there's a few things that I think could have just needed a little more, um, a little more explanation.
1: Maybe to a 1940s audience that made sense. Like, I could see, obviously, like, the newspaper did have power to, like sway public opinion, that's what people learned from then, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, the internet. But, um, but, like, outside of that, like, why specific things, like, I right. I didn't get that at all. Yeah.
0: Um, there's probably a few more jokes that don't transfer as well as I think they do. A lot of it is, it's just very sort of situational um, and you know, quip-based kind of lines and that sort of thing. Um, There's probably a few sort of cultural references that we're just not getting just because it's, you know, so far in the future. Yeah. Um, You know, they make a couple comments about Stalin. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines in the movie was when they they capture the murderer, right? Mm -hmm. And he calls the newspaper and he goes, Throw out the whole front page. And he's, like, listing all the things, like, yeah, the thing about Stalin, throw him out. Uh, Yeah, shooting on 32nd Street, throw it out. And then he Mm. says, stick Hitler on the funny page. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I mean,
1: that was, yeah.
0: Especially being before the United States was at war with Germany. Like, I thought that was a pretty funny, like, politically... Humorous thing yeah um there are there is in specific one line that really doesn't there's i two lines I guess they're a little cringy kind of um a uh, little bit uh racisty sort of things that don't really that they're kind of not good um yeah, but again it's nineteen forty I think going into something like that, you have to consider that that was the time which that thing was made.
1: Right, like, understanding that doesn't mean that you agree with it.
0: Right, yeah, it's not... And
1: and this movie particularly didn't have that much, like, it's not like a theme of the whole movie, it's like a line.
0: Right, yeah, there's... A line that he
1: doesn't say the way he should. (laughs) Well, there, I... Kind of.
0: The next line I sort of talked over... That I think you might have missed it, um, and it's well, it's just as bad. The, uh, I don't want to say the line because it's
1: it's just insensitive.
0: It's it's yeah, it's a little insensitive, and um, but it goes by pretty quick. Oh, and they don't dwell on it. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like a theme that's coming up.
1: Yeah, you just say yikes, and yeah, and it, remember it's nineteen forty.
0: Yeah, you make a face. Yeah, um, and then it, the movie moves on.
1: If it was the whole movie was like right about that, then it'd be like I don't want to watch this. Right, but
0: like it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but I kind of got over it. And I'm, and and I, when we were watching it, like that line came up, and I went, it,
1: "1940."
0: Yeah, and then you yeah. go, "Yeah," and then you kind of got a. You just there do was a big yikes. I remember seeing a thing that went around on the internet that um, uh, Warner Brothers had reissued, reissued, um, had had, like, I guess reissued is the right word, some, some old cartoons.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, And they said that like, some of the stuff in this is culturally inappropriate and morally wrong. And it's very insensitive. But we left it as it was, because it is a product of its time. And I think that's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't write off the whole movie because of that one line. Yeah, you know, you just go. Nineteen forty. Okay, and then you move on. Yeah. Um, but that's that's always been my sort of view of that thing. Doesn't make it right. But yeah, it, it for sure. At it least it is a sort of legitimate excuse. Seventy nine years later,
1: <laughs> we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it?
0: Um. Yeah, that's that's really all I have to complain about. I mean, I thought it was... Yeah. What Do you have any grievances of to which to act?
1: Oh, do I? <laughs> um, they aren't, like... They aren't that, you know... They didn't make me hate the movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, um... And this is probably also a product of sort of an audience then wouldn't be so put off by this. I feel like maybe it was a little more normal to them than the movies that we are used to seeing more often but like they talk so fast and they also all talk at the same time a lot and I get that some of it is supposed to be like the chaos of the newsroom I totally get that but that makes it super hard to watch I was gonna say and it's not like it's as if you know they can't bring one voice forward and like dim the others down just for like the benefit of the audience it's just like everybody's talking everybody's talking the whole movie you don't have one second to breathe most of the time See And yeah. it's really hard for uh, me. It yeah. was so it, like it caused me a little bit of stress to
0: watch. I that didn't bother me that much. I mean they do talk really fast. Yeah. And it's very like very animated talking everybody's talking all at the same time and really fast. And I think that's that's nineteen forty. Yeah. And I, I think I get especially that. for a comedy, I think that was sort of stylistically that. Yep. I think everybody talking at the same time and over each other was a creative decision based on the fact that it's a newsroom and it's yep. everything is happening
1: yeah i absolutely agree i don't think any of it was just like they don't care they're just being sloppy like it was totally on purpose yeah i get that it was just that made it a little bit stressful for me to watch just personally yeah um some of the details flew by really fast uh, i feel like i missed things because they were talking so fast or like over each other a little bit mm-hmm. um that just made it a little bit tough for me, so I wish like if it could have slowed down a little bit, I would have left it with fewer questions. Because when it was over, I had to like turn over and ask you a couple things. Because mm-hmm. so I was like, it wasn't it wasn't so much that I didn't understand what was happening, but it was like, why did this person do that, or why did he right. why was he concerned about this, or like why did this happen? Like a few different things that I just I didn't have enough time to like figure out why, but I did know what was happening for mm-hmm. most of it. Um There are a lot of, like, a lot of characters, and sometimes I was like, wait, which one is that? Yeah. Um, sounds stupid to me, that's because it was in black and white. If I would have known, like, this guy has a blue coat on, and this guy has a red jacket on, or something, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I would have maybe been able to tell them apart a little bit better. Because you couldn't tell, like, what color their clothes were, like, what color their hair was, Mm. or something. But I got a little confused sometimes. Like, somebody would walk in, they'd all go like, oh. And I was like, I can't remember if that's the sheriff or the <laughs> newspaper guy or the whatever.
0: Right.
1: Um, I think that's... They did a, a pretty good job for the most part, but all those newspaper guys, I was like, who are you people?
0: I, that's so funny that you say that, because black and white has never bothered me.
1: I wouldn't say it bothers me, but I think that might
0: have been part there, of it. Like, I know people that refuse to watch black and white movies.
1: I don't get that. That's silly.
0: And it's like, oh, you're just going to not watch some of the best movies ever.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just silly. I don't have a problem with black and white. It was just like, maybe if I would have known that this guy was wearing this color shirt and this guy was wearing this color shirt, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's just all. I'm not saying that's a fault. That's just saying, like, something that happened as I was watching yeah. it. Um, my only other problem, I don't know, is at the end, he gets the girl back. Mm -hmm. She she's going to leave her other her new fiance and get back with Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. He didn't really do anything to deserve it. (laughs) Like he didn't make much indication that he was going to change. And here's the thing is that it's like regardless of it being like he won't just leave her alone and let her do what she wants to do. That's a 1940s thing. Like it's they didn't worry about that, that he was just like she had said back off and he didn't care. He was still going to keep scheming to get her back. That's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. That's, but like, that's, that's just a, the character, I guess. It's just
0: a 1940s movie.
1: But like, and I guess what they were going for is that she actually loved the newspaper life more than she thought she did. Yeah. I just think maybe that it wrapped up really fast. Like all of a sudden they were the last two people there. She calls her other fiance one more time. He's been arrested like three times that night because they keep like framing him for stuff basically yeah. to get him out of the way. Um And she's like, I don't want to go back to him. I want to stay with you. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just go back to what we like. I missed it. I didn't realize she says something, you know, things along the line of that. Like, I don't want to go back with Bruce. Let's go chase the next story or whatever. And I guess what they were going for is that, like, that's she loved it. And that's her calling. And that's like what she was good at and what she should do. But I feel like there should have been a little bit more. Like, if I were writing it today, there would have been more, like, he can realize that he can give a little bit more and they can get a house and have a baby or whatever if that's what she wants. But at the same time, she's like, but also I love this job and I love you or whatever. Yeah. There was no, like, compromise and there was no indication that, like, he like he says at the end, like, we'll go on a honeymoon this time instead of chasing a story. And then a story comes up and she's just like, well, I guess it's just going to happen the exact same way again. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I see that. Like, I mean, he has no... He doesn't change at all. He has no... The entire movie.
1: He tries to say right at the end, like, all right, you can go with Bruce if you want to. I'll leave you alone if that's what you really want. But you get... But he's not... He doesn't mean it. Yeah. Like, he kind of does, but at the same time, he wants her to say no.
0: I mean, part of his, like, character is that he's totally, like, a swindler. Yeah. And he'll lie and cheat to get what he wants.
1: So I don't think... Like, it wasn't, like, a disappointing ending, necessarily. Like, you wanted them to get back together. That's, like, you know it's going to happen when that's the setup of the movie or whatever. But there was, it was just very unclear, like, what it was going to be like going forward and if she was going to get both things that she wanted, basically. Like, I wanted her to realize that she could have both somehow. Or that, like, they were going to compromise somehow and it was going to be better. But the way that they ended it made it sound like it was just going to be the exact same thing that she left. Right. I guess. So I wish there was a little bit more indication that it was going to be different or that she was going to be happier or something Mm -hmm. because she was such a good character and I want good things for her. Yeah. That's about it. So what kind of rating would you give it?
0: Um, I thought it was a really fun and, uh, I said it was a quick laugh. Um, Yeah. It's it's only about an hour and a half. Um, so it's not going to take up your whole evening or anything. Um, it's, like, a really kind of quintessential classic 1940s comedy movie, mm-hmm. um, albeit a bit confusing at times. Um, that doesn't really detract from the jokes, um, but I gave it, like, a solid seven and a half.
1: I gave it a seven. I thought that was... I feel about the same way. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good movie that just, like, goes a little too quick. Um, even Even when it's just, like, everybody's talking on the phone, everything... It's going so fast, but it also like it puts me in the mood to watch more old movies like that because I liked it enough that I'm like, I mean, I'm never not down for that. I was never against them, but like now I'm like, we should watch Bringing Up Baby. <laughs> I want to watch it so bad. I
0: love Bringing Up Baby so much. I've never
1: seen it, but like, <clears throat> yeah, it was still the things that I didn't like about it weren't enough to make me say it wasn't worth watching or that somebody else shouldn't watch it. I would recommend right. this to people. I think it was funny enough. Other people would like it. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. It was funny. I had a good time, but not like my new favorite movie. Yeah. You know?
0: I love old comedy movies. I love the Marx Brothers. I'm going to watch I, some Like
1: It Hot really bad.
0: Yes. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I flipped on Bringing a Baby on Turner Classic <laughs> Movies one day. It was just on. And yeah. I like sat there and watched it. It's so funny.
1: Yeah, I want to see it's that. Cary
0: Grant and Catherine Hepburn. If that's not enough to convince you, there's a cheetah, or a <laughs> leopard, or a tiger, or something. Some large a leopard, cat. I
1: believe, isn't it?
0: I think it's a leopard.
1: That sounds right. The to
0: premise me. is uh, Catherine Hepburn has a leopard, and <laughs> Cary Grant is in love with Catherine, Hep- Catherine Hepburn, and he has to deal with the leopard. It's great.
1: <laughs> Whoever came up with that is just a genius.
0: And the leopard's name is Baby.
1: I love it. <laughs> Kitties, all kitties are good. Review. Review. Okay, we got to get moving on this. Uh, we're gonna get out of your hair pretty soon. But for today, we planned our—I would say our quintessential game, top five.
0: It's we didn't make it up, but it's we've adopted it.
1: I mean, it's—I think it's our—it's one of my favorite games that we do. That's what I'll say. Um, the way the top five works is we pick the top five of something and we rank them and we discuss and compare. Yes. And today we're doing the top five TV theme songs.
0: Ivy brought this up earlier and she said, we've done this before, right? And then it was like, how have we not done this before?
1: It, Yeah, it felt like it was something that we would have came up with a while ago. We've yep. come up with. Um, but we're going to do it right now.
0: Uh, early predictions. Uh, we're going to have exactly one.
1: I think maybe one, but maybe none. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had none. But one is the most that I think we'll both have. And I,
0: I think it's a specific one that you're going to put.
1: I don't know. I I really don't know. I think you're definitely going to have a way different list than mine.
0: I think I am also.
1: (laughs) Like I surprised myself a little bit making this list because I thought of some as I was going, just like spitball and stuff. Yeah. Um, you're going to know some that I don't even know. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. You're going to go slightly more old school than me. But it's going to be okay. Uh. Who do you want to go first? I you think want me to go. Or you I want, want you to go, to go
0: first because I'm excited to see what you say because I'm sure I've forgotten some and I'm going to be really. There's,
1: anchored. I feel like there's at least one in here that you're going to be like. Ugh.
0: My honorable mentions list is so long. My
1: honorable mentions list is very long. I was <laughs> like, I just got to throw them all out there. Yep. Okay. Um. So we're going to start from number five. I put The Office at number five, and um, the song itself. There's no lyrics or anything. If you've never heard it, uh, um. But I think what's cool is like the more I thought about it, because I was like everybody knows it, and it's a show that a lot of people like. So mm-hmm. it's I was trying to put it apart from that, obviously one of our more favorite shows. The thing about it is that it sounds like a day in the life of the people in the show. Mm-hmm. Because it starts out kind of boring, kinda of quiet, not much, and like things keep building on top of each other and it gets crazier as it crazier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean though? Like yeah. it's like it starts with one thing, it's pretty boring. Adds one more interesting thing and it's like, oh something's going on. Like two more parts come in on top by the time it's at the end there's Mm -hmm. like three different like melodies or whatever like counter melodies going on
0: Mm -hmm. whatever
1: you want to call it and it's like yeah it's kind of how there's always like two or three stories going on and things get Mm -hmm. you know more interesting as it goes along um so i think it does a good job of capturing the mood of the show Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say it could share the spot with parks and rec because i think it does the same thing it would be the same explanation, but I picked The Office instead because I just think it does it a little bit better.
0: I was gonna say Parks and Rec theme song as the song is not as good. That's I,
1: yeah, that's a fair point, but it, I think it it captures the same idea. Yeah, like it does the exact same thing. Um, so I just wanted to mention that number four. I went with Scooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you?
0: I was gonna say <laughs> I would. This is you better get specific. Um. What is I mean, the, like,
1: pretty much all iterations of it are good, but... It's... Where Are You, Scooby-Doo? Is right,
0: the, Scooby-Doo, the Where Are You? Yeah, like what the what 70s is, one, right? What is that show actually called?
1: Scooby... Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, I think, is it? right? Well, because, like, every time they... Because for a while it was just, like, Scooby-Doo, and then it was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, I think, when they... Like, the next season or something. There's There's something about it. But anyway, they've redone it a time or two. They had, like, Simple Plan do it once or something. Right. Like, in the, in the early 2000s, or, or Smash Mouth or something. Um, I think, so, I was looking at a lot of these. And this show isn't as old as some of the ones that you could say for this. But of the ones that sort of tell you the story of what the whole show is in theme song, this was, I thought, the best song and the most fun and the most catchy Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cause like something like Gilligan's Island, like that's a pretty good theme song. I'm going to say it's not in my top five, it's in my honorables, but it like, it tells you the story of what the show is. Mm -hmm. But Scooby-Doo is saying like, you know, we got to solve the mystery. got to catch the monsters, blah, 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 everything that's in there. Um, get yourself a Scooby snack. That's a fact. Um, I just think it's the best one that tells the story of the show. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Number three is That 70s Show. What? I didn't think about that one. Oh, okay, I thought you were mad at me. I was like, you can't say that's a bad theme song. No, it's
0: a great theme song. Um,
1: My point about that one is I didn't know it was a real song Mm -hmm. until this year, I think. You told me about Big Star? Big Star. Yeah. So, like, you, you were playing me Big Star, and you start. You were like, you're going to know this. And I was like, no, I'm not. And you played it, and I was like, that's that 70s show. Um, of the shows that just use, like, an existing song mm-hmm. as the theme song, this one I was like, it was so good that I didn't really realize that it was a real song, but it gives you the feeling of a real song, and it, like, is perfect. Yeah. Like, the lyrics are perfect to those characters in that show. And I think that's the best, like selecting an already existing song for Mm -hmm. the show I think that's the best one that there is yeah the best one I could think of there are a couple others that are good that do that but
0: so it's a big star song but who did it for the TV show oh I don't know Cheap Trick
1: really yeah that's who that is Cheap Trick does it there you go I never goodness I never realized that I just think it's perfect and it's such a catchy good song like I just like it yeah I just like it as a Um, song
0: yeah big star number one record Thanks, AJ. Uh, no, I think I knew about that record before AJ. AJ loves Big Star. Oh.
1: Your faves, faves, yep. as they say. Uh, number two is Pokemon. Okay. Uh, it did not have to go that hard, but it did. <laughs> uh, not Like, you can play it, you know it's slightly different to people not of our generation, but, like, as soon as you start the, do-do-do, everybody's like, ah! Like, the theme song itself is, like, makes your heart race and makes you inspired and makes you feel like you can take on the entire world, just the theme song separate from the show. Right. Like, the theme song as a song is just, like, amazing. It just gets you going. Um, it's just a really good, cheesy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, A lot of anime openings are good, but that one, obviously, in particular, it's just the best. Nothing gets me more excited than if the Pokemon theme song comes on. Mm -hmm. Um, Complete with the Tentacruel whacking the building. The ones that edit that out bother me so much. (laughs) If that's not there, I do it myself, and it bothers me. Um, Should I run through my honorables real quick? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If I had a number six, it'd be Danny Phantom.
0: Mm, damn, Danny Phantom damn, so theme song good.
1: had no right to go I had it at number five
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I I felt bad but I moved it and I I had to be really tough on myself because I wanted it to be in the top five so bad but it would absolutely be number six if I had it um just that was another one where he he raps about what the show's about but mm-hmm. it's so good <laughs> um so that one uh friends iconic people can clap in time because of the song um <laughs> But I do think it's a pretty good example of like the song matches the the tone of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Fairly Odd Parents, Green Moose, Guava Juice, Giant Snake, Birthday Cake, all that good stuff. Large
0: fries, chocolate, chocolate shake.
1: Because everybody knows that. Yeah. It's a and it's jazzy and it's fun. Uh, the Andrew Griffith. There's too many sounds in that uh, I Obviously, probably one of the most recognizable theme tunes of all time. Mm-hmm. I can't whistle, so I can't do it. <laughs> Um I decided I thought about actually putting that on the list. It would probably be on my top 10. If I had a top mm-hmm. 10 it'd be on there. Um but I think like because these other ones are good songs in themselves, that's a very simple song and it definitely yeah. fit the show really well and everything. Yeah. But it wasn't as good of a song to just like listen to by itself. Right. So I didn't put it on the list. Um SpongeBob because I love it. Uh <laughs> Golden Girls great theme song. Thank you for being a friend. Uh I already said Parks and Rec. Uh the no 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 the Batman. <laughs> that Batman specifically. Uh Full House has a good theme song. Adam's Family, I think the Flintstones is good. Sesame Street, Can You Tell Me How to Get? And uh, Scrubs has a pretty good theme song. Hmm. The uh I'm no Superman song. Uh that means that the indisputable best theme song of all time is The Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
0: Mm. I was scared for a minute. <laughs>
1: Everybody knows it. Everybody knows all the words. It's a good song in itself. Like, it it has become, like, a song in itself. Mm -hmm. Like, you listen to it, and you're not necessarily like, oh, it's the theme song. It's just like, no, it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song. It's just its Mm -hmm. own, you know, Will Smith is fun. Everybody knows all the words. Gets you feeling good. It's funky. It's, like, a perfect product of its time and perfectly places that show in time, Mm -hmm. which is good, and, like, also shows the character, which is really cool, because it's the character himself singing the theme song which mm-hmm. I like it doesn't always work I think when they do that but that one specifically it was like this is this character exactly mm-hmm. not only that it's him singing but like showing his personality the character of Will mm-hmm. so uh, that's my top five what do you got
0: <clears throat> okay um, my prediction was wrong uh, we, we have, have none. we have absolutely none
1: I thought maybe you'd have the office or 70s show
0: I, I forgot about the 70s show um, and I don't know why because that's a great song. Yeah. And it's a perfect theme song for that show. Yeah. Um, a lot of yours show up in my honorable mentions. That's um. Good. Here we go. Here we go. So, in thinking about this, I not only thought about how it applies to the show itself, mm-hmm. but how good of a standalone. Yeah. Song it is.
1: That's how I weeded it down. Like... Because a lot of these are like, yeah, everybody knows it. Or like, yeah... Right. Like, it fits the show, but like, would I listen
0: to it? Right. Um All of these songs are... Uh, meh, I don't know. Pretty close. Like, I thought about SpongeBob because it's super iconic, but it's not a good song. I don't... I
1: mean... I guess not, but it does fit the show. Right. And it's very, like, as soon as you go, like, are you ready, kids? It's like you got the whole thing. The whole thing's already in your head.
0: Right. Sure.
1: I mean, that's why it's just in my honorables
0: as well. So, um, of, there's, really only one of these, of the instrumental songs has transcended the... Uh, the show itself. Okay. And there was a couple I have in my honorable mentions. There was like three or four that I was battling with, like mm-hmm. which one of them has transcended the TV show, yeah, more than the other ones. Yeah. Um. So my number five spot, I went with Mission Impossible that a tv show yes
1: oh okay i was like you're cheating that's a movie no i did not know this yes
0: it was a tv show in the 60s
1: oh not tom cruise no (laughs) there it existed outside of tom cruise yes what
0: yes it was a tv show in the 60s so
1: it was a tv show first yes and then they made the tom cruise movies yes i did not know this yes ever at all no one no one told me have you seen the meme that they do with chris fleming and it's like was somebody going to tell me that there was a Mission Impossible TV show, or was I just supposed to find that out from this podcast episode myself? No. It's, the meme is like, the, was anybody going to tell me blank, or did I just have to find it out from weird place by myself? Oh. It's very good. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Like, you, don't, you need to know nothing about Mission Impossible, whether or not... <laughs> Ivy didn't even know it was a TV <laughs> show, and she knows the theme song.
1: Well, I know of the movies. I've never actually... Well, I saw part of one. Right. Part of, like, the sixth one or something. Right.
0: this <laughs> is a dangerous mission if you choose to accept it.
1: Yeah, I, well, I had no idea that was a TV show. Yes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes it so good.
1: Well, but I know it from the movies, though. So right. So that's what I know it from.
0: Okay. The TV show version is the best version.
1: Okay. Oh, man, I just thought of another one. I'll see if you say it.
0: Okay. Um, now I have
1: a bad feeling you probably have
0: it. Number four, hot take. I believe this is critically respected as the best TV show theme song. Okay. I argue that it hasn't aged that well.
1: Interesting. That is
0: my argument. And I think
1: I know what it is. What is it? Is it Cheers? It is Cheers. I don't know the song that well or the show. That's why it didn't make my list at all, because I don't right. really know it, personally. It's
0: a great song. Yeah. And it fits the show yeah. super well. Yeah. Um... I just think that it hasn't aged that well, and I think that as a standalone song, like, it loses some of its impact not being attached to the show.
1: It's better being attached to the show, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Um, number three is something you've never heard of. Uh, it's the Barney Miller theme. The who? Exactly. Um...
1: I see I figured you were going to go a little more old school than I did.
0: So here's here's the thing about this one. No one has ever seen the Barney Miller show. Everybody knows the Barney Miller theme. You might not know it, but everybody <laughs> Cool. <laughs> um it's a jam. Where Absolute jam. I I don't want to say it cuz I Well,
1: I guess we'll um, look it up after.
0: I'll look I'll show you afterwards. Jam. Like, so there's a bass intro in it, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, "You need to learn the Barney Miller theme, <laughs> and I was like, "The what now?" and he's like, Barney Miller show, and I was like, I've never even heard of that. uh, the theme song is a banger, interesting, banger, straight banger, interesting. I've listened to it as a song on its own. <laughs> it's great um number two now this is this was hard. Mm-hmm. This was way harder than I expected it to be. Because when you said that, I was like, ding, 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 ding. Got it. Done. Um, and, we'll see. And then I had to think about it real hard. What? my
1: Of my original list, if we count Danny Phantom that I wanted to put on there so bad, yeah. those were the three that I told you I thought of first, mm-hmm. but I did move them. Mm-hmm. I... I immediately was like I know the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the best yeah. one but then I thought of 70's show and I thought of Danny Phantom right. and I took Danny Phantom off the list because these other ones came up I was like shoot, shoot, shoot yeah like as I remembered
0: Um. wait, where am I? number two? yeah yeah, number two this one hurt me deeply it hurt me deeply to put this at number two uh, it's the Sanford and Son theme I don't know it yes you do if I played it you would know it.
1: I only it's slightly the, know what show that I think I've heard it, but like off the top of my head I can't like conjure it up. Okay. I know I've heard it. It's but I can't it's like, great. sing it to you.
0: It's Quincy Jones. Um
1: He did Fresh Prince of Bel Air too, I think. Did he really I believe that's because I, w- I did a little bit of looking. I tried not to do too much, but I did a little bit yeah. of reading.
0: Um, I believe that's what it said. If, if, if you, side note, if you've not watched the Quincy documentary on Netflix, it is absolutely <laughs> worth your time. The man's resume is <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he produced Thriller.
1: <laughs> that should be enough. But that, then there's more. That
0: should be enough. <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> And yeah, I mean he he did Sanford and Sons. Apparently, he did Fresh Prince. He did The Wiz, like that musical. Oh, yeah. That was all Quincy Jones. Oh wow! Um, he's like produced everybody. Yeah, everybody.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, it's just it's another one of those things. It's a super iconic theme song. Um, it's also just a great song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a great song, um, and it it feels a lot like the show. There's a lot of bass harmonica, which is a ridiculous instrument. That's cool. But when you hear it, it feels like very sort of scrappy Mm -hmm. and very sort of like, um, you know, you're out on the streets kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, he's a junk man. That's what he does. And so it it Mm -hmm. fits the sort of premise of the show really well, I think. Gotcha. Um, I'll have to play it for you. You absolutely know it. You just don't know that you know it.
1: I Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it.
0: Honorable mentions list <laughs> is very long, so I'll try to be quick. Yeah. Uh, hey Arnold. Oh,
1: dang, I didn't even think of that one. That's so good. So good. That is some sweet jazz, man. It
0: is. It's a bebop head. Yeah, it's like, so good.
1: <laughs> it's, so, it's too smart for children.
0: It's it's way too smart for children. I didn't realize how good it was until I went back, like, recently <laughs> and was just like looking up theme songs no you know what i think it was
1: we were watching those like guess the show yeah
0: we were at my at my family's yeah. house and my sisters like there was like um they were playing this game where it's like you have to guess the tv show theme song and hey arnold came up and i was like it's bebop like it's so good um sesame street yeah is like i've heard instrumental versions of that that are so good yeah like just the melody <laughs> Yeah, is it's just good. It's so good. Um, the monkeys is great.
1: I don't know what the theme song is.
0: Okay, I'll have to play it for you. Um, other other ones that have sort of transcended the show itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Gunn. It's... Oh, I know what that yeah. is. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. For sure. You
0: didn't even know that was a TV show. No. You know that theme I just song. thought
1: that was a... A piece of music that was used
0: exactly, um, any sort of generic spy thing. We're yeah. trying to be cool. Peter Gunn theme. Yeah, every time. Gotcha. Um, this was this was hard. I wanted to put this in my top five so bad because it's one. It's it's arguably the most iconic theme song ever.
1: Is it the Pink Panther? It's not. Oh, because that was the one that I said. That it was there to a go.
0: movie first. I made oh, that.
1: I did not know that. I
0: made that. That distinction in my mind. Good
1: for you. I didn't know that. Yes.
0: It was the movies first, and then the TV show I came I think it's sort
1: of counted if you were saying it as the... I would oh. have let you have it.
0: Well, that one me. definitely gets an honorable mention, though, because yeah. that's a great theme song. Um, it's a really iconic theme song. I think it fits the show super well. Not something you're going to throw on on a road trip. Um, the Twilight Zone theme.
1: Oh, <laughs> Yes.
0: You, I mean, like, it's
1: it's very much the
0: mood. Right, and it's, again, it's, it's transcended the show. You could have never seen an episode of that show and still know that theme song.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Um, uh, Fresh Prince, of course. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I also said All in the Family.
1: I don't know that one.
0: Yes, you do. You just don't know that you know it. It's the... Um, No, I was just—I just thought of a melody, but that was Three's Company, <laughs> which is also a great theme song. Um, I'll, I'll play it for you. Okay. Um, the Simpsons. It's okay. It's.
1: I saw that one, but I didn't really feel. Yeah, it's fine.
0: It's but it's it's one of those things that everybody knows the th- the Simpsons yeah. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's here's one that you don't know at all. It's Johnny Quest.
1: I don't know what the theme song is.
0: Banger Dang. of a theme song. Is it it's, jazzy? It's super jazzy. Yeah. It's, um, Johnny Quest was a show that was on for, like, five seconds.
1: I know um, the show. Oh, yeah. I know of it.
0: For, for our, our listening oh, okay. audience. Same era, Hanna-Barbera stuff as, like, What's New Scooby-Doo? Mm-hmm. And the Wacky Racers, like, early 70s kind of cartoon. Yeah. Theme song is great. Um, I have a really funny story, but we're way over time, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to say it now. Um, and the least The Munsters. I think it's a great theme song.
1: I yeah. Both the monster shows have good ones.
0: <clears throat> I prefer the monsters, but
1: that's I prefer the Addams fan.
0: Okay. Uh
1: Follow Boy uh sampled the Monsters theme I, song. N- I know they And did. uh, I didn't know that's what it was until also recently.
0: I, I heard it <laughs> I was like, that's
1: it, a Fallout Boy song.
0: It made me angry. Um which means that the number one best T V show theme song is the MASH theme.
1: I don't know what the theme is, but I knew you were gonna pick that.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Is it instrumental or does that have words?
0: So here's the thing. Okay. The movie ah. uses the same theme mm-hmm. with lyrics.
1: That makes sense. To they
0: dropped the lyrics for the TV show.
1: That makes sense. Because
0: the lyrics are far too sad to put on television. <laughs> um Yeah. The the chorus of the song is Suicide is Painless. Yo. But it brings on many changes. Yo. I can take or leave it if I choose.
1: Bruh. I can't hear that every day when MASH it's, comes on.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's too much. Probably for the better that they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, But I think MASH as a show is, I just, I was like reading through TV show theme songs and stuff, right? Yeah. They said, it's a black comedy with a laugh track. Yeah. Like that show never should have had a laugh track, but it did. <laughs> Right, because it's super sad and super dark, um, but that see, the theme song being so melancholic is perfect for the sort of content within the show. Yeah, it's also a super catchy melody. Like it's really kind of catchy. And you can sort of snap your fingers along to it. Yeah, the lyrics, on the other hand, are super dark.
1: Well, so that juxtaposition is like exactly what they're going
0: for. Woo! Exactly. Um, and the and it's like, even the recording of it is kind of like it's grainy, mm. and it's like it has a little bit of grit to it, and like when you listen to it, because it just starts with the acoustic guitar, but it's like distorted, and so it's like this kind of sweet, soft-picked minor chord thing, mm. but it has like a bit of grit to it. It's perfect for that show. It's perfect for that movie. It's great. I guess I made the distinction on Pink Panther, um, <laughs> but I ignored it for Mash. I think
1: that's fair. That's okay. Fine. They still used it for the show, so I think that's okay. Right. So it was was the song written for the show, or was it an actual song?
0: The song was written for the movie.
1: Okay. Well, either one. Yes. It was written specifically for right. that. Okay. Yes. So it didn't exist
0: before. Correct. Okay. And, and that's my top five.
1: <laughs> we done did it. That
0: was. St- totally different lists true <laughs> and i don't think i don't think either of us had anything in the top five that i'm like no
1: yeah no like, that's i mean there's so many shows obviously and right theme songs are pretty carefully picked most of the time and they you know you're gonna hear it every single time so it's got to be right and you want to you want to communicate what they what it is yeah with it so obviously there's a lot of thoughts going to go into yep. it We're gonna
0: have to sit down, and we're gonna just—I'm gonna have to play you all these ones that you didn't know. Not
1: tonight. I'm so tired. (laughs) We have to get up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but sometime I will let you for sure. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's top five, and that's the show. Uh, it's a long one. Uh, you're welcome or sorry. I don't know which one (laughs) is more appropriate. You might like long. You might like short. I I can't tell you. Uh, but thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for letting us do this crazy, stupid thing. You don't have to let us, but I mean, thanks for coming along for the ride, I guess. Uh, So if you have any questions or suggestions for us, you can hit us up anytime on social media or send an email to sleepingsituation at gmail.com or text us if you've got our number or whatever. Uh, We put out new episodes every Monday. Last one was an anomaly. We pretty much put one out every Monday. And you can find them on iTunes, you can find them on Shout Engine, or you can find them at sleepingsituation.com. Yep. And you can uh, do everything you need from there. Yep. So thanks again, and we hope you had fun, and uh, bye. Bye.